This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Well, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number 37 of the 2021-22 season. I'm joined by my co-host, Mickey Simpson. Hello, pal. You all right? Yes, mate. All good. All good. All good. All good. Living the dream, right? I'm always living the dream. Love that. Yeah, well, yeah, me too. Um, obviously, Mickey's there, myself, Omar, and we're joined by Mr. Kai Bennett as well. How are you doing, pal? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. How you all been? Not bad. You're fresh off a show about Blackpool, so I'm looking forward to hear about all about Blackpool and how they're going to play Saturday later in the show. Gary Taylor um, Fletcher. Yeah, exactly. So who else played for us that played for Blackpool? DJ Campbell. Ricardo Fuller. I think he was at Blackpool for a little oh, while. Yeah, you see. So there's a few Feeney. others out there, I'm sure. Sorry? Feeney. Yeah. yeah. Apparently yeah, yeah. Danny played for them for a little bit as well. I think yeah, that most of the players who Honeywell. Most of the players who fucking Holloway brought, Holloway brought in, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Holloway and his um, trusted 
soldiers, so to speak, when he's at different clubs. But yeah, we'll talk all about Blackpool later in the show. I think we're going to go straight to part number one, talking about transfers, seeing as we're in January. We, talk, we talked about last show. There's been a couple of updates since, a couple of departures. No arrivals just yet, but we'll talk all about it now in the first part of the show. If you're new around here, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new. We've got some good retention on our last YouTube video, so we appreciate that. Um, and obviously check our socials out at that mill pod across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere, basically. And obviously check out our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. We're going to go to the first part of the show now. We'll be back in a second. All right. Welcome to the first part of the show, guys. Let's talk about it. We've had two departures. I think we'll do the noble one first, and that is obviously talking about Matt Smith. He's gone to Salford on a free transfer. It's a fucking good signing for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a it's a sad departure because, you know, he's 32. He's not really featured of late. I think he had one or two last-minute sub-appearances, hasn't he, in, in the team. But obviously, he started the season at one point as our top goal scorer, wasn't he? I mean, earlier in the season. Obviously, goals against Forest, if in the memory. Um, he's done that a few times, hasn't he? I'm not at Nottingham Forest. So I've got to mention that one away game because, you know, it's bingo for our podcast. Did we win 3 uh, now, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Did, did we really? That, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. <laughs> did you know, I was there that day and it was the last game we had before COVID. Yeah, you were yeah, really on the Kosh video, weren't you? Yeah. How many days <laughs> is it now? Uh, fuck those. You time, should make though. a Twitter account, mate. Days since we beat Nottingham Forest 3 0 and just keep making that. Uh, and then I we beat them again. It at one point. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, yeah, you're right. If you if you watch under the Kosh, they've done an away video there. Um, and you do see a Larry, me in the background after a few beers after going Hooters. But yeah, enough about Nottingham Forest. Uh, come on then, let's talk about Kai. Matt Smith's left on the free transfer. I mean, you can only say good things about the player, can't you? He's tight at Mill and wish him all the best, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah. Wish him all the best. And yeah, well, he's welcome down then anytime, in my opinion. Um, but it has to be the world's biggest front line now, doesn't it? Tom Elliott and Matt Smith. Yeah. That's going to be huge. I don't know. Elliott scored them last week as well. I don't know if yeah, he scored a really that. good goal as well. I watched it yeah. against Port Vale. It was like a little like left-footed sort of... I don't know how he's done it, to be honest. But yeah, I wish Matt Smith all the best. Um, I've only got good words to say about uh, Matt Smith. He's, you know... He always gave gives his all. And I saw Mickey, your comment the other day. I'm going to miss his... Uh, was it... Did you write it? He's, he's the... His running style. He yeah. was obsessed with that. It's, it was one of the girls that um, replied to the Twitter. Let's get that one obsessed out. with the, the, the account of running, aren't you, mate? But um, come on then, chats. Let's talk about it. You know, he scored 17 league goals and 91 league appearances. Obviously signed in 2019, just before Harris left in that summer window. Um, he had a, a good start. Obviously, he was linked with us for three or four years, Mickey, before he arrived. I think even Holloway at one point wanted to sign him uh, when we was dreading the relegation from the Championship at the time. I suppose maybe he could have come a couple of years earlier. Maybe he would have had a big, even bigger impact. But I think for a player that's, you know, been around it and not necessarily played every game, I think he definitely leaves the club with his head held high with loads of good memories that stick in the memory. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Nottingham Forest, um, Rowett's first game with us, wasn't it, with Charlton? I think it's um, second or third game, because I'm sure someone will correct you, mate. But it wasn't his first game. But I thought it was his. I thought it was his first home game. Beat, first first home game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. First, first home game, yeah. Home game, wasn't it? First, no, game. first home game was against Stoke. We won so, two 0 Where yeah, Wallace and fourth, fourth, fourth game actually, yeah, fourth game. There you go. See, I, 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 I have to correct you, Mickey, because someone will correct you otherwise. So I've got to go in there early, mate. Yeah, but um, I have to do these things for people so that Phil Clark can feel important and correct me all over Twitter. <laughs> Next but, fan on the board when the votes up, vote for Phil Clark. Um, <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's you know I think he's great. He, he was he wasn't the best player in the world, but he gave hundred percent. Even though you know he weren't he weren't the speediest, um, but commitment wise and 
you know, getting in there and putting his body in the way of things. It, it was, it was, it was good. And you can't fault him for that, you know. Um, and, you know, it'll always, it'll always remain in Omar's memory for Nottingham Forest, three goals and yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kai, in his first season, he got 13 league goals in 41 appearances in the league, 14 in all competitions in 43. That is almost as prolific as it gets for a middle striker, I feel like, in a championship especially. I mean, I can't remember a striker getting close to that since Steve Morrison, to be honest, in the championship at this level, so to speak. I mean, that impact in the first season, I guess we kind of forget it because obviously we've had a couple of seasons since and COVID and all that sort of stuff. But the impact he had in that first season in particular, you know, he, he was definitely a key player for us back then, wasn't he? Definitely. And I, I never forget that first game back from lockdown, that little nutmeg against Derby. Oh, sort yeah. of turn on the halfway, then that little nutmeg. Oh my god, I've never seen it. That's like better. Than that. Ray, was it? No, it wasn't on Rooney, it was someone else. Done. It would, uh, was it Malumbi that chipped the ball over uh, Rooney's head in that game? But he yeah. uh, he did not make someone, I, I think, something much, like yeah. that. I think it was, yeah, Malum- I think it might be Malumbi on Charlie Adam, mightn't it? Against Reading, that's it, yeah. Well, but, but yeah, Smith, Smith, like nutmeg. I can't remember who it was, but it was lovely. And he played ball through to Lennon, and Lennon nearly scored. It was that was one of my favorite memories, one of my most favorite memories. Smith, obviously. Mm-hmm. Favourite would have to be obviously either Forrest or Charlton. I think he was really effective, uh, at least first season. I think he um, he scored, didn't he, against Sheffield Wednesday or something in his second game or something like that. Head up. He was, you I know, he got really two effective. and two at one point. I think he scored in the first game of the season and he scored away at West Brom in the like dead in the late game. Yeah. Celebration in front of the away end. You know, he's definitely had an impact that we'll remember, I think. And like I said, I think card to Mickey there, like if he came a couple of seasons earlier, you know, he was obviously been an established championship player for a long time now in, in the division. I think he's, you know, been in the league, I think, almost since 2013 when he signed for Leeds. I think he dipped out once on a loan spell, but he's had a good seven or eight years at a good level. And, and considering he came late to the game, um, you know, somewhat, he was playing for a university team at one point, I think, wasn't he? The story he said on Wall Talk. I think he's definitely um, made a good career for himself in what he does. No, definitely. I think he, you know, I think he's done really well. Um, and he's also a genuinely nice guy as well, if I've met, you know, um, you see him sometimes outside the outside the the den, you know, when when before the game and after the game, and he's always he's always free to, you know, he always makes himself available to to stop and have a chat, have a picture done, you know, that sort of stuff. And yeah, he's just a really nice bloke, um, you know, and he's always been effective for Millwall. Um, yeah, um, a little bit sad. Uns- to be fair, he's one of those what's just unstoppable in the box city. When when he's coming up for a header, no one's going to stop him jumping. Really, if he makes contact, the chances are it's going in, and you wouldn't want him. Coming towering over you, he's a big fucking no. lump. I felt like, thing... he's, like he's obviously his physicality can't I thought, run. I thought he could have done it forever, the physicality, right? But even now, I thought his effectiveness at this level was starting to kind of kind of win there a little bit. You look at that goal against Charlton, he's towering over the defender, putting yeah. his head on it, and he's scoring a terrific header. You look at his chance against Palace on you know in that cup game, right at death. You're thinking if that's Matt Smith, maybe two or three years ago, banging form. That hits the top corner and it's, you know, we go to the extra time and God knows what happens that day. I think maybe it's a good time for him to obviously go back up north. I think it's been muted that, you know, he's he's got a young family and he obviously is excited to kind of get close to home in that sense. And you can't knock him for it. He's, he obviously put a tweet out as well saying to everyone at Mill Football Club, I just want to say a massive thank you for all your continued support over the past few years. I've really enjoyed my time at the club and I'll take away some amazing memories with me. Under the lights against Charlton and Forest will always stand out. More than that, the best bunch of lads I've ever had a pleasure of working with. All the best for the future and hopefully see you at the den again one day. The big man. Nice send I think it's there. true, though. I think it's a nice yeah. send-off. It just shows, really, it's it. And I think the club's done him a favour by letting him go for nothing. And let's be honest, some of these um, 
lower league teams now are paying good money because yeah. they want to get success. So they're paying good money and they, don't have, and they don't have the spending caps, what I think League One used to have. I don't know if League One's still got it now, but League One used to have. Um, League so, One yeah, good has got caps, I think, mate. Yeah. Not, any, not anymore. That, that's scrapped no, I think uh, last January, I think. Oh, really? I think yeah. It was at the stage where non-league could pay more than League One and League Two. It was crazy, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah League One. Right League One was getting X mil all players on six, eight grand a week. So yeah, <laughs> allegedly. So, so uh, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's interesting that one, obviously. But I mean, I did want to move it on to another departure that's fresh from today. I think it's pleased a lot of people online. I know you two are quite excited about this departure. Same here, to be fair. Myself. Well, I'm quite gay, to be fair, because if he hadn't have gone, if he could have waited three more days or two more days, three more days then you would have been going swimming in Blackpool. But unfortunately, he fucking, he's gone yeah. and you don't have to go swimming now. The only forfeit bet we've got hanging over us now is Kai. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, he's it, gone and, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, hey-ho. John Dolly Bafarsen was talking about, if anyone's not aware, um, five goals and 69 appearances in the league for Millwall. Um, I think he got he got two prolific. Yeah, he got two in the cup at one point. I think I remember him scoring away at Oxford twice in his first start for us. Signed at the same time as Matt Smith. A different trajectory and a different kind of reception from fans for his time at Millwall compared to Matt Smith there, Kai. And John Deliver Farson's obviously gone to Bolton now on a free transfer. Um, thoughts on that one, mate? <laughs> um, no, I think it's I think it's a good thing for both uh him and, and the club. Um, you know, it was you're not a big fan of Bolton, are you? It's close enough to Blackpool, isn't it? It's I said like, you're not know, you're not a big fan of Bolton, are you? Do you know what I mean? I think they fucking well, brought I mean, a lemon in. Well, I think they're they're a lot of tweet. I saw a lot of tweets saying today how buzzing they were to have him, and I mean you need to watch him play first. I think before you say that, but you know, <laughs> um, no, no. All jokes aside, I think um, you know it's very best for the the club and everything because obviously we're able to free up the wage book now and and hopefully use that elsewhere because allegedly it was on quite a quite a high high wage, wasn't he? So let's hope we can can use that elsewhere and and, and you know help the club and bring some more players in instead of him. Definitely. I think um, allegedly it was in the tens and above thousand, so to speak. I mean, who knows? But he's probably apparently one of the big hitters. Obviously, he was at Wolves before and Reading. So, and I think we paid allegedly £700,000 for him. Um, I think we could have probably spent the money a bit better, Mickey, in hindsight. I mean, your thoughts on obviously Budfast and leaving and obviously, I guess, the reaction online. I think, you know, everyone's buzzing that, you know, he's gone. I think he's probably been paid up, to be honest, if I had to read between the lines, or at least got a fair whack of what was left of his money. Yeah, um, I think he was paid up. Yeah, it's it, obviously, you know, it's just... Even, it's, his contract going, going, didn't it? <laughs> his contract was up in the summer anyway, wasn't it? I think, yeah. same as Matt's. Um, and I think the club just done, you know, the best thing, really, to get him off the wage bill. Because, yeah, the rumour was 14, 14, 15 grand a week. Um, you know, which ain't ain't a bad fucking employee, is it? If you, you're not playing football... Um, and you can almost you know, not blame him to not go in the summer when we try to You would have sat there, do you know what I mean? I would have just <laughs> sat there and said, Listen, you treat me like a mug, I'm just gonna sit here, mate, and take take 60 grand a month off you just for fucking doing fuck all. Um, apparently, Sheffield Wednesday were interested, apparently. I saw today, and yeah, cool. well, yeah, well, Sheffield Wednesday are a fucking strange outfit, too. I mean, Bolton, I don't, I've, I've got no idea what Bolton's seen, what makes their, their recruitment office go. This is the fellow we want. 
Yeah. This is the fellow we want. He ain't paid for us all season, so he's obviously not performing in training, yet someone in a recruitment office has gone, we want him. I think we it's more up. history, isn't it? Because apparently the last um, player they signed for Millwall, I think he, I don't know, they, that was just something the other day I saw, the last Icelandic player or the last player they signed for Millwall, he went on to score record amount of goals or something so like got, that. Um, Kevin Davies, who is their iconic target man up front, who was on loan to us from Bolton in the early 2000s. Done a good spell for us. And then obviously Kevin Davies went on to bigger and better things at Bolton and obviously spearheaded them up the rise up to the Europa League at the time, I think, under Sam Allardyce. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if Bufartan done anything similar like that, I wouldn't just streak and run into Blackpool. I, I'd be swimming across the, the Channel Islands or something for you guys just to kind of... Really? Yeah. <laughs> be careful. I, I would skydive into Blackpool Pleasure Beach if... Bufartan spearheads. You might be able to sc- that, that's, that's not fucking achievable, is it? Do you know what I'll I mean? I'll jump off Blackpool Tower. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's not achievable either. Something was achievable. Uh, Skydiving's achievable. I, I would, yeah, I would skydive. I don't know. Anyway, it's never going to happen. So it's a. How about row from I don't know Dover to France? <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to pull that off. Quite. I'll be lost. I'll be gone. I mean, be the Channel's the busiest shipping lane in the world, mate. There's no way they're going to let a little old Millwall fan who fucking can't row competitively <laughs> row his little fucking kayak across the fucking channel, mate. It ain't going to happen. You could, just probably get, you could probably get permission to do it. No, I reckon what you should do is we we get a rowing machine. Actually, what you could do is get a rowing machine down the trust or in the local gym, work out the mileage, what it will, what it will be from, which is about 23 miles from, I think, Dover to France. And then you just row that on a rowing machine in one hit. And we just stand at the side, squirting water in your face. So it's as if the ocean's blowing in your face. Do you know what I mean? It's a very task anyway, because it's never going to happen. And I was right about him leaving. And, you know, yes, he got a bit close to the 22nd or 23rd of of January. It was really close. You were nervous at one point. You were nervous. It was never in doubt. Oh, shut up. You were nervous. My arse cheeks were going a little bit. All right, my arse cheeks were going just a little bit. All right, I'll be honest. (laughs) But um, let's talk about LC's departure. I mean, it, it seems to have been like, I'm I'm gonna not stick up for him here, lads. But I think yeah, you the are abuse, the abuse. So low, getting, say you are the abuse he's getting online. Like he's obviously it was. It's, it's not an, an acrimonious ending. You know, he sat on his contract. We understand that. But I am gonna say, like, I think there's like a line, and I feel like there's definitely maybe I'm just being like I don't know. Maybe I'm being a sensitive head here, but I think a tart. I think if you look at the player, he's not thanked the club today. He's put. A, he's obviously put a tweet out saying he's bugged a bit Bolton. He's not put anything out as a thank you to the fans, which I wouldn't expect him to do anyway. He but... put a little statement out, didn't he? Did he? I, I didn't see anything about Millwall, to be honest. Put, uh, little, if you look at his tweets and replies, he put he tagged Millwall. Right, okay. It's because he, it's because he's, you can't reply to anything he puts. He's got uh, only only people that he follows can reply. I think that's probably why people can't see it as much. But there was. Oh yeah, he did. I saw. I saw someone post about that. All yeah. Millwall posted it. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did. He did. Ah. Okay, so I found it. My time has come to an end at Mill FC. I'm grateful for my time there, and I want to thank my teammates and everyone around the club for my time there. I wish you all the best for the rest of the season onwards. Nothing about the fans there, lads. <laughs> it's definitely not been uh, an ending that... It's almost like Romeo's incident a little bit here. It feels like there's another player that's really fallen out with the fans. And, yeah, we said it earlier, didn't we, before we started recording, obviously. I remember that miss at Sheffield Wednesday. He then closed his Twitter account. And then, obviously, he opened it again. He scored that one goal last season in front of 2,000 fans in 38 games. Gave the old cup ears to his own home fans, you know, during, like, the test events. 
I mean, Mickey, it's not been a, a good ending, has it, I think, for him. And I, I suppose the, the only thing he can do now is, is try to shove it up our face and prove us wrong, which I don't think he will, but there you go. That's the only thing he got, he's got to do. But what what players need to remember is Millwall were a bunch of horrible cunts. They always have been, always will be. And I don't mean that in, a, in an aggressive manner. It's just fact of life. We forgive nothing and we for, you know we forget nothing and forgive no one. And, you know, if you're playing for our badge and you don't look as if you actually want to be there and we think that you're just taking wages just, you know, just to, you know, tick a box, then we turn. Uh, and once the Millwall fans turn, there ain't no going back. Do I think all the online abuse and everything else is there? No. But, you know, what we said before, if you look at the picture of him at Bolton today, you would have known that you're going to Bolton. And you would have known that obviously uh, there was going to be a press release and all that. And he just, he, he just don't look right. If you look at the picture when he signed for us, and look at the picture there, he just, I don't know whether or not he's in a right state of mind mentally or anything else. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pile in on him and, and, you know, in case he's got any mental health issues or anything else. But he doesn't look the man he was when he joined us. And to be fair, if you're not playing as a football player, playing is what your life is. If you're not playing, you, you know, the manager's not playing yeah? you. We don't know what's in his contract. And he could have had clauses that if he got to, you know, 80 games, he would have got something or 90 games, something or 100 games, something else. We don't know what was there, but something's affected him and whatnot. But I don't know. He just, uh, that picture of Bolton is either taken by a fan with an iPhone or he just really does not look that good. So, you know, if he has got mental health issues, then, you know, get himself, get yourself sorted out, fella. Um, but, you know, should have tried harder. He looks a lost man. I agree with you there, I think. And it'd be interesting to see how he does there. I think he's just one of those players where you look at him and you think, I think Bolton fans have fallen into the same trap here. He's got 62 caps for, for Iceland. It's like, oh my God, he's an international He's played at the Euros. I don't know if he's featured. I think I don't know if he's went to a World Cup or not. But you know, he's been in and around there at Iceland, and you know, he's got this kind of thing of like international pedigree, and he's played for Wolves, and they paid a couple million pounds for him. But we've seen the Bodfardson, and he's definitely not that real deal. So I think he's only got three or four goals in sixty-two games for Iceland. So it tells you all you need to know, I suppose, isn't it? Just he's remember the even the Euros against England, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he played in that game, didn't he? Up front. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. And obviously that was, I think, kind of put him on the map a little bit before he's moved to Wolves. But there you have it. I mean, obviously, good luck to Budfardson. It's not ended the way you probably hoped it to do so. Listen, but listen if we right? if we lived in Iceland, mate, there's a population of 366,425 people. I reckon if we lived in Iceland, we could potentially become international football players. Do you know what, what I mean? It? It's, you know, it, it's... So one it's in fifteen thousand starts. I've just done quick. I'll get my bags in, shall I? There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, kind. I don't have a cricket team in Iceland. I don't think, mate. So. <laughs> Shame, yeah. You definitely be you playing. Probably... You definitely be playing red ball over there, mate. With all the snow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so but yeah, obviously, you needed. obviously, good luck to Budfardson, and obviously, we wish him all the best there. Um, Mickey, oh, you, you mentioned <laughs> um, you did actually mention to me about Ben Thompson. Obviously, is he going or staying, or what's going on there? I think the club's open to transfer requests or at least transfer bids for him, aren't they? I'll tell you, Kleenex, Kleenex tissue and fucking um, hand cream in Portsmouth at the moment must be selling by the bucket load. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there is 
There is Portsmouth fans fucking wanking all over the fucking their Twitter today, mate. Absolutely. They've gone into a love fest. Oh, we love you, Ben. Oh, please come back. Oh, we've got to get you back. Get to get you back. Blah, blah, blah. For a player what played for him, what, three years ago and made such an impact that, you know, they're desperate to have him back. Absolutely desperate to have him back. Um, and I think it would be a good move for him. He played well there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Portsmouth could probably get hold of um, another, you know, another player maybe who's art. Well, no, they've got Romeo, so they're probably gelled together anyway, won't they? And um, what, Lu- where was, yeah, where was um, where's Lewis? Lewis and John is there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Williams yeah. obviously in midfield as well. Yeah. So it could be the Williams and so Tony. It's a mill team, isn't it? There, it's quite a, quite a mill. Yeah, it's fine there. Mill team, yeah. All they need is Neil Harris to somehow get the job if the Cowley brothers don't succeed and they're halfway there, do you know what I mean? So it's an interesting one. I think it's a shame. Obviously, it's good to see Thompson get um, a few minutes on the weekend. It was a strange one like we spoke about on, mm. on the Tuesday pod. We weren't sure where it came from. Um, but obviously, you thought maybe he's got another chance to get back in. But I guess kind of the murmurs I've seen, I think I saw an article, if not maybe on London News Online, maybe on News at them, but it was about um, Rowett saying, you know, we've got to do good by the players. And I think Thompson falls into that category by the sound of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, Thompson, Mill fan, isn't he? And I think Mill fans will always love him for the the effort and the hard work he puts into the club. And the one thing that I don't want Thompson, to, I don't want to see Thompson do is sort of because he's a Mill fan, want to try, want to stick around and and uh, you know and, and keep keep persevering with with a lack of game time. I'd like to see Thompson flourish somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I'm thinking about the the interest of the player because obviously. Thompson, you know, as a Millwall player, there's nothing more you want to do. If I was if I if I was playing for Millwall, all I want to do is play and score goals and do well for the club. And you know, I, I want to see him flourish. And if that means he has to go somewhere else, then then so be it for him. Because yeah, there, there's a real there, there is a talent in there somewhere. Absolutely, there's a talent there, and and he's a great lad. I mean, you know, things he's done for a, a certain fan. I know, I know that he's friends of the family and stuff, and things he's come through and everything else. He's Millwall through and through, and you know. I wish him all the best. I just, I just hope that he manages to find a team where he can fit in, be consistently playing. Because I think that's the biggest problem with us. We've not played him enough games for him to get consistent. You know, there's been a lot of chop and changing. We're playing for four games and then we keep him out for six, and then we're playing for three more games and then we keep him out again. I think if we had given him, you know, a whole season of playing or, or more constant playing then I think he would have probably got into his stride. But I think, you know, unfortunately, he just was never given that extended long run um, to go. But no, I've, you know, his heart's in the right place. He's a good lad. And um, hopefully he gets a, a deal what he wants and, and you know, he can go live in his, uh, in his penthouse flat again down at Portsmouth, what he uh, overly enjoyed, so I'm told. He does strike me as someone that needs to be loved and be a place where the manager just gives him every game. And I think, I do think he could be a player that not necessarily comes back to bias in the backside if we do let him go, which probably we will. I do think he'll be a player, though, that you look at someone like Fred, who's obviously in a similar age group to him. I could easily see Thompson figuring in the championship side in the near distant future yeah. where he's valued and he's obviously said, you know, he's given the game time to constantly play maybe a different setup and how teams play, but it obviously just doesn't fit into how we play here at Millwall. It's an interesting when we look at the midfield though, chats, because obviously we've got Saville, Mitchell, Evans, Keithton Belds, um, and obviously Thompson. They're the five kind of central midfielders. I don't think we missed anyone out there. 
Uh, but obviously, Keaton Bell's only started one game since September. And I think he's featured a couple of times off the bench there, Kai. But I wonder if there's going to be any more movement if this gives Rout a chance to, you know, we've not signed anyone yet, but we've seen two players go. Um, I wonder if there's going to be any more movement in the training window and outgoings that we might not expect, maybe. Well, Come I on, Kai, get on the phone. <laughs> get on the phone to Richard. Off you go. Come on. I thought that um, that Keaton Bell only has six months on his deal, doesn't he? I think he only signed an 18 month deal. Yeah, so like, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I could we see maybe an unexpected departure, <clears> someone like that, because I'm sure he's a player that wants to play games. And I know when he signed, he obviously was played a lot sec- second half of last season. This year, he played the first few games of the season. He's not really been a feature since, really, has he? Well, no, and you've got to remember that also Leonard and Saville were out as well. So if they're yeah. out and he's still not playing, you know that that sort of tells me that when they come back, he'll definitely be. You know, a lot, lot, a long way down the pecking order. So, um, no, I, I think he's a. I think an, another player that that's a. You know, there's a good, there's a good player in there in terms of. You know, I, I love the way he plays. He, you know, he always wants to make a really like tackles. Uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, and I like, I like that sort of player. I just think for the way we want to move forward, we might need a little bit more quality in that midfield. I don't think necessarily he gives us that. But that's that's no. Um, that's nothing on him. That's just that's just the, the player that I'd like to see in the midfield rather than more like a Savoy, I guess, rather than a. Than a Keaton Bell, more of like he's more of a. Dest- I, I I think um, when he first signed, I think they all they all described him as the Dutch destroyer. Mm-hmm. You know that that's we, we want that in a player, but of oh, legs. <laughs> he fucking goes through players. I mean that he's a Millwall player in that aspect, yeah. isn't he? That he, he is, fucking definitely. you know he don't hold back and he get a yellow card for the team and everything else. But other than that, he can't really. He can't really string a pass together, really, can he? Not not yeah. every every time. Um, now and again, he'll have a good one, but he, he don't really. Um, yeah, he don't really string a pass together, and he and he doesn't really bring any value unless it's just literally going through people. He's very no. good at yellow card, though. Yeah, hmm. I was about to say if he's had four yellow cards in like five starts this season, so yeah, he never gets it ready. Got... He knows what to do. He's got he's got. Really good discipline when it comes to He's that. a master of the dark arts. Yeah, he's a bit like yeah. a Jimmy Abdu, isn't he? In that way. He knows <laughs> what to say to the referee to sort of, you know, Jimmy Abdu used to make a few, you know, when he used to make a little a few challenges and he mm. but then he'd still be, you know, the referee be, you know, all good with the referee and the referee would like him and he'd get and he'd be get over it. Congratulations yeah. to Jimmy and his Definitely. team. Yeah, Comoros, they they look yeah. like they've quali- I don't think they've hundred qualified yet, have they? Has it been confirmed? No, but or? beating Ghana three two though is uh, yeah. is they a need- good you know, Ghana's not a bad team either, is it? So no. Yeah, they need some results to go away. Um just to round up the transfer talk anyway, chats, before we go into part two about Blackpool. Can we start wanted- some rumours? No, I wanted to talk about um Rarit and his article with News at Den saying he wants to take oh, a yeah. different route with attacking recruitment, focusing on specific types. Um he I've got an say- exclusive on that. He went on to say um he wanted to talk about obviously like the types of boards we sign. Um, he's saying obviously on the departures we wouldn't let those players go if we didn't ha- if we weren't going to bolster the attack. Um, sometimes as a manager you have to accept and look at players that have had limited impact on the team in terms of goals. I know it's that sometimes down to opportunity, but what I mean is you therefore have to go and let them play. We've spoken about it in previous windows. Blah blah blah. The key part here is we want whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. 
On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Let's go down a different, slightly different route, and I'm confident we'll be able to do that. Our aim is to recruit younger, mobile, up-and-coming strikers that will give us an opportunity to do that. So we're aiming to do that as we can. Within the within that, we might have to look at a short-term option or two or two or to go through to the end of the season if we can't get signed who we want. So yeah, interesting kind of tack there, Mickey. I think it's clear that he's obviously bullshit. Is it bullshit? I mean, maybe oh, we're fucking looking at signing a fucking twenty-nine-year-old. Who's that then? Do you know what I mean? That um, oh, go on, Kai. Who is he? Jordan Hugo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I he's mean, twenty-nine years old. But he's a short-term option, perhaps. He, he's, yeah. he's, How he, cheap he are you going to get? He's getting above Arsenal, so. Yeah, he does. Is he kind of not by, not by much though? Is he? Do you know what I mean? But he did well QPR, didn't he, with Naki Wells? Um, yeah, I, I said he, he did say he was looking forward to blowing bubbles though when he went to West Ham and signed for nine million. Okay, well, in that case, he's not coming. So, so I, I'm just and he, only played three, and he only played three games for him, do you know what I mean? So the fans won't forget that. So he'll get dog yeah. shit abuse when he's here. So, yeah, I in mean, in that case, I don't want him. So I've, I've got like a feeling he, Gary Rowley is going to buy 10 defenders, mate, and we're just going to have a team full of defenders and hope that a couple of them will score occasionally, like Jake does. and and that would be it. We'd be made up. That's a completely different approach to striking, bolstering the striking attack. We just play Jake, and hopefully we get a few nine to ones every game. Stick a tenner on Jake, and look, we might not win every game, but hopefully we'll be rich by the end of the season. That could be an interesting <laughs> take there. But um, <laughs> it, as much as I say you're talking shit, I don't think you are talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> you, you, you never know with Rowett. Don't get me wrong, uh, but. It is interesting, I think, to be a little bit serious about it, Kai. Obviously, it's a bit of a more of a modern way of playing, isn't it? It's not the it's not the kind of typical target man up front or playing four four two. It's clear he wants to, you know, we saw how good Bradshaw and Aphobia have been, and they're both not target men per se. Uh, but you can also see that these players can hold the ball up as a target man can. Um, but it's an interesting one there, you know, it's quite clear he wants to go down a different route with the forward up forward line options. Yeah, and I think it's probably the first time in my lifetime that we haven't had a target man up top now. Yeah, now Smith's gone. I don't, you know, that's the first time I've been a Mill. First time in me since I've been a Mill fan, so I was younger. That we haven't had a target man, and that's. I think that just shows the way that Brower wants to progress the side. Um, yeah. But you know, to do that, you need to bring the right players in, and you know, we've only got what eleven days, so we're sort of TikTok running out here a little bit, you know. TikTok so. Steve, TikTok Gary, yeah. TikTok Hardy. Do with a bit of help here, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though, because like you do think like. Target man options that have always been the go-to. It's actually, I was thinking when you said it there, like who who let's that's a little um poll in its own. Who's been the most iconic target man? My Hoffer, Rob Pulse, Renigi when he's on loan from Watford. You no, know, I think my Hoffer was 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 he, he you know, then two guys against Borough basically kept us up. He was resourceful in his first spell. The second spell when he came back was dreadful. So that we'll start, we'll agree on that one. My Hoffer. Kai's gonna have to turn the comments off on his Twitter now. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that, right? Let me it's too late, mate. It doesn't matter how you rephrase it. We're keeping that in. He, he was he was not the most, you know, the most 
tactic was. No, I agree with you. He was resourceful. But he was effective out. in the way that he yeah. scored goals, and he was he was he was okay. I mean, it was, he was better only than okay for six months. It was it was better than fucking Bod when he. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, he scored more goals than Bod yeah. as well. But to pick up maybe yeah. on what Kai said there, um, I think Fraser, what's his name, Fat Boy, was better than Bod, wasn't he? Just who's Fraser? Gary Fletcher. Oh, Taylor Fletcher. Yeah. Let me move on anyway for a second. You can come back for the stats because I was going to ask a question before Mickey cut in as well. Sorry, Neil Fizzler over there. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway, Mickey, I was going to say um, (laughs) we're going to keep this in, by the way. It's hard to say in all this now that you've done that. I was going to cut it out, but it's going to stay. Have you met my twin? If you go on YouTube, if you go on YouTube and you watch on YouTube, you'll get a comedic moment here in the timestamp. Um, I Kai said about um the transfer window. TikTok obviously you've got ten days left to get some business done, Mickey. Um, I've done a poll on our Twitter pods, and obviously if people interact one day, you can by all means get in touch and obviously let us know what you think as well. Um, I went anyone panicking yet on the lack of movement in the transfer window? Uh, you've got three options. Nope, no need to panic. Keeping the faith just is the middle option. And yep, concern for sure. That was obviously the overwhelming majority. I tried to do it in a way that the top option wasn't the go-to answer, just to see if that meant it's less or more. Just put it at the bottom. Um, I put it at the bottom because obviously typically if you do a poll, you normally get the first option. Bang, I agree. So I tried to change it and obviously see if the retention is there. Nearly 500 votes and 50% say they're concerned for sure. I don't know if I'm concerned just yet though, chaps. I think... I'm holding faith just because, like I said, I don't think we would let players go. I, I believe the manager when he says it. We wouldn't let players go unless we, you know, was going to bring someone in. I'm not but, concerned at all. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Do I, you know anything? No, I don't. Yeah. No, that's the point. I don't actually know. Anything about I'm the losing. Players. I'm losing faith a little bit because yeah. there's nothing there. But at the same time, why would you let go of two strikers? Okay, one striker and one that's an outcast. Why would you let go of Matt Smith when? You must have players coming in. That's my point. You must, you must yeah. do right. That's um, But what I want to say is, like, when he's talking about short-term options, and, and obviously you got Hugo linked, who I don't think is a bad short-term option. I, going back to the last pod, I just don't want players to be brought in just to fill a void, a short-term, because you've not been able to get your targets, long-term targets. I think we need to narrow down. Like, you can't. Okay, you've got a list of five targets. Don't go for the fifth on that on that list because you can't get the top four. I think you've got to be kind of, you know, if you're committing to players that fit this profile we're looking for, you've just got to see players that are in the range that we're looking for, hopefully mid-20s, mobile forwards, like the manager's saying, young and hungry, determined to impress. I don't want to see us sign a 33-year-old striker on loan or something stupid, Kai, this window. We're not going to do that, are we? I think you've got too much faith, you know. If we've got a list of five people, we've got a list of 10 people. And we go for the number. We go for number twelve first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then we then we slowly come back up. Or what we do is we go. We want the top one, but we're going to give you an offer of four hundred and fifty grand when they're worth about fucking fifteen million. Um, That's what they bid for Mbappe. I'm just. Yeah, you can yeah. want to play. You got to bid the right man, haven't you? That's the point. I'm, I'm keeping. I faith mean, there. that's the thing. Are you, what, are you I, keeping faith, or are you starting to panic? Or come on, what, what are you think? I'm not panicking. I just. I don't have a lot of faith in the last two or three transfer windows we've had. I mean, he's not he's not set the world on fire. We brought in older players or players for, you know, he was, I mean, a couple of them haven't worked. Parrot, et cetera, haven't worked out. You know, um, I don't know. I just, 
you what you know for the statements he keeps coming out with, oh, we want to go this way, we want to do this, we want to do that, and then literally on the next breath, it's as if he doesn't write those articles. It's as if you know the people doing the interview just write a load of fiction, put it out, and then the next time Gary just comes out with something completely different. You know, like oh yeah, I said I was going to go after the youth three interviews ago. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go after experience. I I'm wasn't. Gonna I wasn't. I'm going to bring in a load of 31-year-olds, do you know what I mean? And fucking, they get us to the end of the season and then we're pensioning them off, do you know what I mean? It's, I don't want to pay six, seven, eight hundred grand for a player who we're going to use for half a season when you're telling us a thing. And and now's an ideal chance to go rebuild, bring in some youth and, and go. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying bring the lad back from Sun because I do not think he's probably championship worthy yet. You know, let him have the rest of the season in second division and then maybe let him move up to first and then slowly bed him in the championship. Championship's completely different. You know, knocking in goals in, in you know, second league, etc. piece of piss. You suddenly come in a championship where you've got people who are, who are good players. You ain't going to get the same chances. And also, you've got some fucking 29, 30, 31-year-old Matt Smith who's going to fuck or Tom Elliott Who's going to run through you? Do you know, but they're they're players in the championship. They they weren't long ago in the championship. I know they're in League Two and they probably come against them, but they just they just run through people, you know. And you can't get away with all the flashy bullshit. It, it, you know, you've got to have something about you. Yeah. Um, and I think you know maybe they need a little bit more experience before coming in. I'm not saying they're not good players. I just think they're good players for the next, you know, two seasons away, maybe three seasons away. And I, and I think times looking ahead with the players we've got are exciting going forward, but we've got to right make sure that we put in those right blocks now so that when these locks start coming in in two, three seasons' time, we've got, we've got a, a, a formation. But I don't know. I mean, the other question what you said the other day is an interesting one. What's that? With Rowett. Is Rowett's contract up this season? Yeah, it is. I think I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, he's two and a half years into his stay here. I'm pretty sure he, he, you know, he came under that contract. Who knows? I, I, it is a eye-raising one, but that's probably a conversation for another day. Anyway, I mean, I agree. I, I think that's what I said the other night. You know, we're on 33 points. Peterborough's 22nd on 19. Realistically speaking, are people going to get 46 points? Probably not. Are they going to get 43 points? Probably not. So Mill we'll probably need three to four more wins to get safe so to speak Kai if we're talking in the cynic way um we're gonna do that surely right in the next 19 games and with that in mind I guess that backs up minor Mickey's point there of maybe we don't rush into signing players and maybe it is a good opportunity to throw the youngsters in maybe yeah just don't have a 37 points to be a chance with the playoffs so um if you look at it that way as well yeah um, no, no, the reason I'm, I'm I'm not panicking the reason I'm not panicking is because I think that with with Matt Smith and well, Varson going, I mean, Routes always said, if players go, we'll replace them. And that's why I don't think you can let two players go and no one, no one's brought in. I think we will bring in players. I just think that maybe it's a patience game with these targets. I think, I think they're trying to go on after the targets first before, before going, okay, we're not going to get them now, go after someone else. I think they're really pushing hard for these targets. And I think maybe it might take a little bit time, more time than they'd hoped for, maybe. Um, but you never know. It might, it might, it might, might pay off in the end. It might be, I might, might get one of them. And if we do, you know, the, the players we've been linked with, like that Habib Gay, um, Fleming, and who was the other one, Ramsalah, the other day, they're quality players. So they, they'd be very good if we can get them in. Um, but yeah, we have to yeah, wait but, 
because you could mention, you know, oh, we're looking at Ronaldo, we're looking at fucking Bappe, we're looking at fucking Neymar. We could look at them all we like. Are we ever going to sign them? Not as long as I've got a hole in my ass. So, you know, stop stop with the bullshit PR and just say, listen, we're going for these sort of players or, or we're looking here, we're looking there. We're going to bring in this sort of age group and we're going to hopefully make them go, you know, make them perform and, and give them, you know, coaching and everything else and we hopefully go forward. Or say, you know, we're going for a proven... Ch- I mean, I'd probably take um, Jermaine Defoe in a minute for the end of the season. I know he's not going to be oh, cheap, no. but he scores goals. Yeah, yeah. He, honestly, no, I, I would take, take Defoe. I would take Defoe. He scores goals now. He's, but he's he's boys are thinking short term, which is defeating the opposite of what we're talking about. I'm all about getting to the end goals. of the season. Just to yeah. get us to the end of the season. Two, three months. Goals. I'd, love him yeah, as a, I'd love him as a striker slash striking coach. How about that? And then he can mm. coach the strikers that come. That we come need in. a striking coach, actually. That might be there quite you good. Go. I'm just thinking we've got defense. Here we go. Defense minded coaching staff, all defenders, all previous defenders in their career. There you go. Jermaine Defoe, player coach. Cheers, Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm worried to check. Who's the part where Jermaine Defoe used to play for West Ham as well? So, yeah, we'll keep that one quiet. So, um, anyway, uh, just to round up anyway, before we end this first part, just a couple of comments on the poll just to get you guys read out. Matt Richards, we need to think longer term. The priority should be next season now. Uh, so if we need to buy our time, then so be it. Phil Clark agreed with that, saying exactly this. Dolbs also said, not been a lot of movement anywhere, like the cautious approach. Previous panic buyers have included Scalak, Bodvarton, neither was first choice. We ain't got much money, so spend wisely and wait for the right players. Um, Nick Winter says, starts bringing through the Utes, he says. It's youths, I guess, he meant there. Um, and then there's a few old cynics. Ted says, same old shit, won't get anyone in that, then that's in, in that's and it won't get anyone in that's decent. Um, Jimmy Wood says, don't trust Rowett in the market, rather wait till he's gone at the end of the season. So, yeah, thanks for your replies there, guys. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at that mill pods. We'll try to do some more polls and read all your comments out later in the season. So, Mickey, you're shaking your head before we end, end part one. You, listen, if you want those of you who are listening to this, right, go on to John Buddy, John Daddy, um, tweet where he posted, delighted to have signed with Bolton Wanderers, massive club that I can be proud to be part of, can't wait to get started. Just click on there and have a look at the quote tweets where people have obviously quoted it. And, mate, there's some fucking strange breeds in, in Bolton. There's someone, a fella called Peter Ward, fuck knows what it is, got, he hasn't got a profile. He said, we've had a few Icelandic, Icelandic players over the years, John, mate. In your opinion... How do you feel? How do you feel you measure up against them? Not on the football pitch, in the shower. And that's the end of part one. We'll be back in a second with part two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to part two with a professional leading the intro, and we're going to go to Omar and Kai, who's going to give us some feedback on the game on Saturday against Black. Kai spent earlier on this evening talking to Blackpool show. He done a live broadcast on them, so hopefully he's got all the inserts and all the knowledge what he's stolen from that show. So I'll pass over to Omar now, who's uh, like been, got something like interesting. I feel like I've just been robbed. I stole my part of the show there. All right. I like it, though. You've done well, mate. Um, yeah. Come on, Kai. Talk to us. You've sat with the enemy for, what, a good half hour on their show. Should we give a shout out? What are they called? What's their show called, Kai? Um, Seasiders, isn't it? I think, I think it's something like that. Yeah, 
15th place in the table, 33 points, same amount of points as us, played one more game than us, conceded four more, but scored the same amount of goals as us. Talk to us about Blackpool, Kai. What are we expecting Saturday? Um, we were saying on there that they've, we've got quite a similar um, thing going on right now. Forrest want our main man. Um, because obviously they want Josh Bowler and people like then you also want Jeb Wallace. So we were talking about that. Um, he's a dangerous player, a good bright winger. Um, they've also got some other players. We're talking about Ballard. Obviously, Ballard was obviously there last year, wasn't he? Um, won't play on Saturday, though. Um, but we're talking about some other players who there. Got, they've got quite a few players injured, they reckon. Uh, they've just signed a guy called, I can't remember his name, guy from uh, Rochdale. I think his name's uh, Beasley. Okay. Um, from Rochdale. Uh, so they're looking forward to seeing him. I think Owen Dale's. I think, he, I think they said Owen Dale's been recalled from I think, MK Dons or somewhere, somewhere like that. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, they reckon that they're in quite a similar position to us in the way that they've got quite a few players out. Um, they've got a good striker in Jerry Yates. I'm not sure if he's out actually or not. I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked at that, but they're, they're a good side. Um, they play good football. They've got a young and up and cut up, young and upcoming manager in Neil Critchley, who I think used to be uh, the Liverpool 123 manager, if I'm right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, they've got they've got the there. You can see their mentality in the way that they they're coming forward is. Uh, they is is quite quite good. It's quite modern. Um, yes, they're a good side, and they were quite good at the den in the season. I think we went they went down to ten men, and then they did score. And then luckily for us, we managed to score to Jeb Wallace with a bit of magic, and then Cooper uh, with a good header. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. But it's one that we can win if we turn up. Interesting side Blackpool as well. I think you look yeah. through their team. I mean. There's not many standouts. It's a bit of a mix and match. You've got Rich Keogh at centre-half, obviously well-documented. He's ending at Derby and obviously been around Championship for a long while. Um, he's 35 years of age, but, uh, you know, he's always been quite decent, I felt. Um, Dujon Sterling, he's a loney from Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then, obviously, up front, Gary Medine's getting a game still. Do they say much about him, uh, Kai, on the pod? Or he's, He looks like he's scoring goals as well recently. Uh, they didn't actually mention him. Um I don't know if he's fit or not, but the one, the main man for Blackpool is uh, Jerry Yates. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's fit or not, but um, he, he's good. He's a good player. Uh, he's he runs quite a good pub. Pardon? I said he runs a good pub. <laughs> Does he really? I don't think, I think it's a different Jerry, Jerry Yates. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, that's like, um, unless well, yeah, that explains. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they're quite positive on their show. I've not tuned into it, but they've only won two of their last eight, nine, 11 Whoa, hang on a minute. They've only won two games since October. That's so... definitely lost them. Fucking hell, we're going to lose. <laughs> but if you remember correctly, their start of the season, I think they were in the playoffs at one point earlier in the season. They they flew off the handle, so to speak. Obviously, they lost to us um, earlier in the season. After that, they went on a good running run of form, beating some good sides in there, uh, beat Middlesbrough, I mean, a bit Barnsley, Blackburn. They, I think Blackburn's the only team that have lost to them. Like, I mean, I think the only team that beat Blackburn in their last 20 games or so, like City is Hull and Blackpool. Um, so it's going to be a, a tricky time, Ricky. But obviously, going to the seaside in January, like we have done a couple of times before, it's just it's going to be. It's going to, you're not necessarily playing the game; you're playing the conditions as well. I think from what memory sticks in the mind for me when you got to Blackpool. There's times forgotten, really. I mean, it was popular in the 60s and 70s. It was a you know a great big seaside town. Everyone went there. Everything else. It's got some of the fucking ugliest women in the world, I think. There, um, and it's got some of the coldest fucking weather you've ever seen in your life. Um, people who stayed there, cheap B and Bs, but you probably get bitten by bed bugs and everything else. But it, it for some of our race mate out there on that fucking northeast coast, it's fucking freezing. 
Um, so yeah, make sure you take a coat and make sure you take a scarf and gloves. Um, but yeah, I went to Blackpool when we lost. No, we drew one all. I think. Um, here's the memory for you. I think 2015 in January. We might have lost the game. I'm tr- I'm going to find it quickly whilst I'm talking about it. But Ricardo Fuller was the player playing for Mill in question. Got substituted in the second half. Turned around, getting booed off by Mill fans and told us all to fuck off. So um, if anyone was there that day, nice little memory from Blackpool away. I remember that. I remember Twitter going mental. Over yeah, there. Ricardo Fuller, is. Um, he was a, a bit of a panto villain. I think he played for Blackpool the previous season, if I'm not mistaken. and scored the winner against us at Blackpool as well. I mean, I think we drew one all one time on Tuesday night when I've been up there. But I just know we've never had them in the summer. So one day, Mickey, we're going to get them in a nice, glorious summer day or bank holiday weekend or something. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Won't happen. But yeah, yeah no, we'll be. We've got it, it off, isn't it, in the summer. Yeah, we do. You yeah, that one, yeah. won't it? Yeah, yeah. When Kai goes swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's going to be a tough game. A bit about us, obviously, guys. Injuries, well documented. No Ojo, no Bradshaw. What are we going to do, Kai? What's the what are you expecting Rowett's lineup to be like? I mean, no Smith, no Budvardson. <laughs> yeah, crying. We're going to miss the latter, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, what are you expecting, yeah. Kai, from Rowett's side on Saturday? Um, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how we adapt. Um, I'm going to go for if we're going to go for a lineup, I'll go for Barton goal. Uh, Danny Danny Mack at, at right back. Uh, going for Hutchinson, Murray Wallace, Cooper. Just assuming that Murray Wallace is fit, obviously. Um, and then I go Malone at left back. Um, in the middle, I'd like to see hopefully Savile's back. I was article today saying Savile trained today, nice. um, so that was good. So hopefully Savile back, um, and Savile with Billy Mitchell. And then I'll go for Mason Bennett in behind Benigafobi and Zach Lovelace. Okay. I'd love right. to see Lovelace start. I'd love to see him start. I mean, I'd love to see it too. I'd... I hate to think it will happen, but there you go. I mean, I, I, maybe it's a good opportunity. No, Wallace apparently, or he's 50-50, Mickey, for Saturday. He's not going to play, I don't think. But you've seen worse things happen. I suppose taking up to Blackpool, less Mill fans there. Might be a good chance to actually play him if it's his last hurrah. Um, what you I mean? It, I would like to see someone like Bury maybe get a chance on Saturday. I don't maybe, know if yeah. Or Nana, Nana, give him a chance as well. Um, I think now's the right opportunity. The fans, the fans will, you know, we're pretty safe. We only need a couple of wins. We're pretty safe. I think the fans will be a lot more favourable having a go with a few of the youngsters. Um, But I can understand, you know, I want him to play him, but I can understand the hesitations in probably not playing them to a degree because you don't want to, have the Millwall fans turn against them at an early stage, but um, so I don't think we would. To be fair, we're not going to turn on a fifteen-year-old kid or, you know, an eighteen-year-old kid. I don't think, but um, you'd be surprised. I, I was, I was thinking really, I wanted Budvarsson to stay, and then on Saturday when we played Blackpool, I had visions that he was going to score a hat trick. <laughs> well, after I had a dip, yeah, after I had a skinny dip, right. <laughs> you never live that down, Omar. Listen, no one said skinny dip, mate, so don't panic. Okay, cool. We're all good then. That's all right then. Um, wouldn't want to worry the people of Blackpool with that one, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, obviously, it's going to be a tricky game. I'm going to come to you, Kai, for your prediction on Saturday's game. What do you think the score's going to be, mate? I'm going to go Blackpool nil, Millwall one. I'm going to go for Benic Afobi to get the goal. I'm going to go Millwall to win 3 1 on Saturday. 
I'm gonna throw it out there. Go on, Mickey. See, I was thinking we were gonna do a good win, but the fact that Blackpool hasn't won since October. They have two, a... two wins since October. Yeah, so two wins since October gives me a bit of a worry that we're gonna go in there thinking we're gonna smash them to bits and we don't. Do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with you, but I'm gonna go three nil. I was gonna not give any substance to it and just say we're gonna win it and let people think, why have you said that? Because there's nothing to back it up with. However, no. I think Back I think we wall. drew a win. Back to the wall, drew a win. I think hopefully we get the better the conditions. I don't think I, I like to think we're going to apply the pressure Saturday. I don't know why, but I think it's you know we lost last weekend. I think it's a good time to back, bounce back. Injuries are there. We're quite depleted. I'd like to see some youngsters play, and I just think we might cause you know a shock or two and surprise most of us as well. So fingers crossed. That's um, what can happen Saturday. What do you reckon, Mickey? No, I totally agree. I think it's uh, it's one of those we're going into a game with nothing to lose, isn't we? Do you know what I mean? Everyone's expecting us where we're injury, you know, where we're injury hit, not to really do a lot. And I reckon, you know, Mason, um, Danny, uh, and maybe Bury, and a couple of the 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 newcomers as such who, who haven't been playing all season can do something. Give them a chance and see. And yeah, I think I think possibly I was thinking three 0 when we were coming in 2 0, 3 0, but yeah, you're 3 1, I think 3 0. So yeah, it looks like Kai is not as optimistic as us. So yeah. We're, are you we're going? Being, are, we're are, you going are you going, Kai, on Saturday or not? No, no, no. In that case, if you want to be that optimistic, I'll go 4 0. Oof. <laughs> I've got to be the most optimistic, can I? That's the rule of, that's the rule of the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're all going to look silly on Sunday when we come back to talk about this, but we've lost 2 0. Yeah. They've made it quite like. hard, though. It's, it's the, they, the, if you're travelling up on there, make sure you. M55 is shut, apparently. According yeah, to the, the M55 is shut, so it's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass to get around. Trains, I think, are a fucking nightmare as they always are. They don't make travelling that far north that easy um, for teams from down south. So yeah, check it out. Um, we'll probably post some links between now and 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 tomorrow or Friday when this comes out, hopefully. Um, so you can check up on your travel because I think most of the fans will be going up Friday, staying in a hotel and then obviously making a weekend of it. So, uh, yeah, keep safe. Uh, make sure, you know, keep yourself protected and uh, you don't want to bring something home with you. I couldn't think of anything worse than a weekend in, in uh, January in Blackpool. Nor, but nor I've, done, I. I've done February. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat there with the guys. And, yeah, it's not a safe site. But there you go. Uh, I think we've actually reached our crescendo point, guys. Anything you want to add, Mickey, before we go today, mate? No, mate. No, we'll have a chat at the weekend about the other shit that's been going on and stuff and maybe kick into that a bit. We've been looking to do it, but we've just got delayed as such with uh, some good content so far. So, yeah, we'll just let that go. We'll speak about it at the weekend. I can have my my Mickey rant at the weekend. We've had a couple of people phone in. If you want to, if you've got a message about everything that's going on at the minute, go on the website. There's a feature there. If you go on your phone, you can do it. And uh, there's a feature there where you can record a message and it gets straight to us and uh, and we're putting it in the show. Uh, you can do it completely anonymously um, and we'll get it on the show. So, yeah, we've had a couple in, so we'll play those at the weekend, I think. Um, oh, there is a, I can't figure that there is a, I think it's Bermondsey Scotty who's on uh, on Twitter. There's a, a guy who's followed us on TikTok. Sorry, not Twitter, on TikTok what's uh, followed. And I said, I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout out because he said he enjoys the show. So thanks for that. Nice well done, one. mate. Kai, anything else from you, mate? No, I don't think so. I think that's things good. 
Thanks for joining me, Mick, as always. And <clears> if, you're if you're wondering why Kai's background looks slightly different if you're looking on YouTube, it's because he's in a he's in a prison cell today. Yeah, he's in an unknown location. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. Just got five minutes left. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, we actually nearly touched an hour today. So, if you've stayed this long and you've listened all the way through, be sure to let us know. Leave a comment below on YouTube. Just say you've made it to the end. It'd be good to know who's made it to this point. And same on again. So, if you listen on audio, be sure to subscribe, like the video if you're new. Uh, and we'll be back on hopefully Sunday, maybe Monday, to talk all things Blackpool away. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. Speak to you soon. And come on. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.